Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including showbiz news, classic radio shows, trivia contests, movie reviews, and celebrity interviews. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio Christmas comedy episode of Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young. But first, let me say hello to my co-host, a woman who tried to turn this co-hosting job in for what's behind door number one, Lisa Wolf. I love that because I felt like I would be such a good player on that game show. Oh, Price is Right? I love that. Oh, yeah. I actually sat in the audience once on Price is Right. Did you? It was cool. It's a lot you smaller. You didn't get to call up No, and be a I wanted to, but I they didn't call me. I would have picked that door number one. Yeah. So, uh, hey. but you, you tried to do it. They wouldn't let you. So here you are still co-hosting the show. I know. I got the booby prize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. I won't touch that one with a... 14-foot pole. Okay, good idea. All right. So, yeah. let's start with Barbara Walters. She has revealed her annual Most Fascinating People list. Okay. So, this is an ABC special that will air December 17th at 9.30 Eastern Time. It's a 90-minute special. She just can't stay retired, that Barbara No, Walters. she can't. She says, you know what? I, I People are missing me. I have to come back to uh, television. You know what? She has um, announced this that she's been doing her year-end special since 1993. Her rear-end what? Her rear end special. Oh, she's okay. been doing that since yeah, okay. <laughs> since 1993, and it's so great. I'm glad she's continuing to do it. Do you watch that? Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I like it's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's my word. Barbara Wawa. You stole my Remember word. Barbara Wawa. It's Baba. Baba Wawa. Wawa. Anyhow, so. Here are some of the people that she will be featuring. Of okay. course, the number one person. On the rear end special? On the rear end special. Yeah. The number one person we we will not know until the show. That's okay. kept a very big ah, secret. Okay. They haven't released that. But mm, here are some I of, think it's going to be. Yes. Caitlyn Jenner. That's what she'll have oh, as the. Oh, do you think? Yes. That's what we should. Let's see if I'm right. We'll just see. You could be right. Yeah. Okay, you go on. could be wrong. Go on. Okay, so here are some of I, the... I was wrong once in 1977. I thought it was 1979. No. No, it was 77. I didn't know you back then. I had a good run. Which is a good thing, because if I did, I probably wouldn't know you anymore now. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here are some of her featured people. Bradley Cooper. Right. Right? Yeah. She's got a big upcoming movie, Joy, with Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. Amy Schumer. Yeah. Who is, well, all over the place. Okay. Right. Tracy Morgan. Right, I like him. Uh, okay, yeah. well, of course, he's speaking after his right. accident and right. whatnot. Um, Misty Copeland, do you know who that is? No. Um, she's an American ballet theater dancer. Okay. Um, Bernie Sanders. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Ronda Rousey. Yes. I don't know her. She's like a UFC her. champion. UFC champ. Well, she's not anymore. She lost 
her last fight, but go on. Okay, I okay. Donna Karen. Okay. She's a fashion designer. Yeah. And I believe Donald Trump is on that list okay. as well. Well, there you That's go. That's eight out of ten. The other and two, you we will know, wait and you see. You know one of those is going to be. You know, you're probably right because yeah. she did a, a a long interview with Caitlyn Jenner as well. Mm. So Okay. Okay. Right. Well, there you go. Yep. So Rambo TV series may be in the works a at Rambo Fox. TV I, series? Yes. Now, here's Come the thing. Come on. Okay. There's conflicting reports. When I first wrote about this story a couple days ago, yeah, um, they said it's called Rambo New Blood. I think they want Ryan Gosling for this. I kind of remember hearing that that's someone they've approached on it. Could could yeah. very well be. Yeah. Here's the issue. Yeah. Rambo New Blood TV series based on the hit feature franchise, of course, right. will explore the relationship between Rambo and his son. His name oh. is J.R. He's an okay. ex-Navy SEAL. Right. J.R. is a new character not featured in the movies. Okay. okay? This, of course, is on the heels of Creed, uh, produced by Sylvester Stallone, right. Right. starring Sylvester Stallone. Right. But here's the conflicting reports as to whether or not Sylvester Stallone will participate as executive producer uh-huh. and or reprise his role of Rambo for the show. At first, everybody's saying he was. Now they're saying he wasn't. Well, He's not going to. We don't know. Put um, an extra zero on the end of that. And maybe uh, he'll, and then, uh, he'll decide yeah. to do mm-hmm. it. And then the question is, if he doesn't decide to do it, Will they still move forward with it? We mm. don't know. Okay. So I will keep you apprised right, of the situation. Cool. I think that that could work on television. I think I think so, too. I mm-hmm. think people would, would like it and watch it. Right. Okay, this is really cool. Okay, so right. Kirk Douglas turns what, what age? Uh, would you guess? 95. Oh, so close. You're four years off. What is he? 99. Get out of 99. here. 99. He doesn't look 99. No. Looks great. Now, here's what's going on. So right. he's having a party, uh-huh. and he's giving a $15 million birthday gift. So here's what he says. He wants to reverse the usual protocol. Instead of receiving a gift for his birthday, he's decided to give one. And it, this is his initial donation of $15 million to the motion picture and television fun in Woodland Hills. How cool is that? The plans are to build a two-story, $35 million Alzheimer facility to be named the Kirk Douglas Care Pavilion. That is awesome. Isn't it really cool? Totally I had awesome. to do this story. It's going to take care of over 80 industry members with the disease. Incredible. Incredible, right? Yep. Expected to break ground 2016. The chairman of the Motion Picture and Television Fund is Jeffrey Katzenberg, who, of course, I've met mm-hmm, and spoke with, mm-hmm. and who said Kirk and his wife, Anne, are some of the largest donors in the history that is just um, of the MPTF to over $40 million to date. They have, wow. they have given. And in 1992, they helped create the Alzheimer's unit um, known as Harry's Haven, which was named for... Kirk Douglas's father. Harry. Wow, fantastic! So, what a birthday! Excellent, right? Uh, excellent. Yeah, one quick one or no? Um, I'm sure. So Abigail Breslin will be starring in the Dirty Dancing TV movie ABC. Really? Yes. Yeah, so this will be a reimaging of the 1987 movie. Right. It's going to be a three-hour reboot, and Breslin will play baby. Of She's course. She's baby. Yeah. She's baby. Don't Jennifer put baby Grey. in the corner. Um, Patrick Swayze's role. Yeah. Is not filled yet. Oh, I can and audition. This is this is what I'm telling you. Maybe you well, have a career. All of those years at the Stay Out discotheque where I was wearing my exactly. platform I'm shoes. I'm picturing it. The Italian you know, and horn I had the horn and the, and the, and the you know, the low cut shirts and hair. all. Yeah. And all those years of this dancing. Could be it. 
uh, at the stay out could come in handy here. Um, you and Patrick Swayze have a lot in common. Yeah. I'm hoping that you will be able to fill. He's got some big shoes to fill. Yeah. Literally. Well, yeah. Um, the date's not determined yet, but it is Abigail Breslin. We can look forward okay, to that on cool. ABC. Thank you, Lisa Thanks, Wolf. Carl. Thanks for stargazing you with betcha. all of our listeners. Okay, when we come back, it's a Christmas program on Father Knows Best. Stay with us. More Hollywood 360 brought to you by Reader's Digest after these important messages. You hear that, kid? That's the hum of a well-run facility. You know what I hate hearing? Silence. Silence on a production line means downtime. Downtime means wasted time. Wasted time means wasted money. Silence isn't golden, kid. It's deadly. That's why I love Granger. With a wide variety of the latest products, Granger gets us what we need when we need it to help keep this place up and running and humming away. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Geico applauds your inner road name. A slow clap goes out to your biker alter ego. You might be mild-mannered Michael in the office, the guy known for raising his hand in meetings, but out on the open road, it's Motor Mike. Geico supports you and your bike, Motor Mike, because beyond cars, Geico insures motorcycles, those glorious vroom-vroom machines. With 24-7 customer service and great rates, the only thing you'll be raising from now on is a heck of a good time. So head out on the highway and make that road yours, Mike. Make it yours. Geico Motorcycle. See how much you could save. Get your plenty card at Exxon or Mobile and start earning points at lots of places. So I get points for filling up at Exxon? You sure do. What about getting coffee at Mobile? Points. Streaming TV shows on Hulu? Definitely. Points on my AT&T wireless bill? Yep. Buying soap? At Rite Aid. Buying you a birthday present? Points at Macy's. Visiting your parents? No. You get marriage points. Oh. Exxon and Mobile are the only fuel brands that are part of Plenty, the rewards program that lets you earn points at one place and use them at another. Join Plenty for free through a participating Exxon or Mobile station today. Terms and limitations apply. See Plenty.com slash partners for details. In winter, you can practically hear your skin changing. Drying out, flaking, tightening, becoming itchy, irritated, and inflamed. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. With Cortisone 10, winter can just sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. The Flower Power Cruise is an experience of a lifetime. Sail with legendary artists and create unforgettable memories in the sunny ports of Cozumel, Mexico and Key West. Sail with the superstars on this five-day cruise and relive the psychedelic 60s with blood, sweat, and tears. The Guess Who, Jefferson Starship, The Turtles, Peter Noon of Hermit's Hermits, and Mickey Dolenz, lead singer of The Monkees, as your onboard host. Kick back and relax in luxury for five sun-soaked Caribbean days and nights, February 29th to March 5th. 2016 aboard the top-rated celebrity constellation renowned for gourmet dining deluxe cabins and stunning showrooms with less than 50 cabins left you'll need to book now mention promo code tv guide to receive special pricing and an invitation to the cocktail reception with tv guide's own matt roush book at flowerpowercruise.com slash tv guide or call 844-533-0681 that's 844-533-0681 now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. Primarily remembered as a TV series, Father Knows Best began as an NBC radio series in 1949. Set in the Midwest, it starred Robert Young as general insurance agent Jim Anderson. His wife, Margaret, was originally portrayed by June Whitley and later by Gene Vanderpile. Vanderpile is perhaps best remembered 
as the voice of Wilma Flintstone from the Hanna-Barbera cartoon, The Flintstones. The Anderson children were Betty, played by Rhoda Williams, Bud, played by Ted Donaldson, and Kathy, played by Norma Jean Nilsson. The stories were the typical sitcom fare with Jim and Margaret heading the truly idealized family, the sort that listeners and viewers could relate to and emulate. Sponsored for most of its run by General Foods, the radio series lasted until 1954, which was the same year Lisa transitioned to TV. Robert Young was the only radio cast member to make the transition. The other radio actors were all recast for the video version, which lasted until 1960. So Father Knows Best was on until 1960. You and I weren't even born yet, Lisa. No, but no. I, I do remember Father Knows Best. Lisa on was television. born in 1964. Oh, Let everyone man. know that. Thank you, Carl. But you yeah. were born before I was, I was, so it's okay. 63. Ooh, just beat you there. Ah, that's the way it works. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm your senior. On this that's show right, here. That's Just right. remember, I'm older, and uh, which means I have more authority. Yeah. Because I'm older. Just keep saying that. Yes. Maybe you'll believe it. In my mind, I have more authority. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so this is going back to December 21st, 1950. It's a Christmas program starring the great Robert Young, sponsored by Maxwell House Coffee. Heard on NBC Part 1 now of Father Knows Best. Mother? Is Maxwell House really the only coffee in the world? Well, your father says so. And your father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons, brought to you by Maxwell House, the coffee that's bought and enjoyed by more people than any other brand of coffee at any price. Maxwell House, always good to the last drop. "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house "'not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. "'Kathy!' "'I'm sorry, Daddy.' "'Oh, Kathy, did you drop another box of ornaments?' "'Well, they slipped.' "'They slipped, did they? "'Margaret, what's the matter with that child? "'I asked her to do a perfectly simple little <clears> thing. <throat> I... "'Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. "'Please continue. Thank you.' <laughs> In Springfield, the streets were all covered with snow, and lights blinked a path for St. Nicholas below. Ye gods and little fishes, now what happened? You blew out a fuse, Dad. Oh, don't be ridiculous. How could I do a silly thing like that? Easy. What? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, well, uh, I said you were putting too many lights on one circuit. Oh, you did? Well, go get a flashlight or a candle or something. How do you expect me to... <clears throat> Oh, I'm awfully sorry. I assure you this wasn't intentional. Please go ahead. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Andersons, gathered as snug as could be, sat waiting for Father to finish the tree. When out in the hall there rose such a clatter... I'll get it. Hello? Oh, hello, Janie. No, we're just trimming the tree. Who is it, dear? It's only Janie, Mother. Well, tell her you call her tomorrow. And come back and hear where you belong. Or do I have to trim the whole tree by myself? I'll call you tomorrow, Janie. Hmm? Oh, it's my father. He won't let anybody else touch the tree, but if you aren't there to watch, he makes out like ten men. Nine dead and one dying. <laughs> okay, Janie. Easy breezy, you'll slide a mile. You may go ahead now. You'll never know how grateful I am. All right, boys. 
when out in the hall there arose such a clatter. Kathy, will you please leave the presents alone? Gee whiz. When out in the hall there arose such a clatter. Oh, well, what's the difference? What I say won't matter. Go ahead, Jim. There. I guess that does it. Well, how does it look? Oh, it's beautiful, dear. Really beautiful. Mm-hmm. The angel's crooked. Certainly is not. That's the straightest angel I've ever seen in my life. Okay, then the tree's crooked. <laughs> but doesn't anything ever satisfy you? I'm satisfied, but I thought you'd want to know. Something's crooked. Jim, dear, it's getting late. It took me three hours to trim that tree, and what thanks do I get? Something's crooked. <laughs> I think it looks wonderful, Daddy. Thank you, Kathy. It's certainly different, Father. Thank you, Betty. It still looks crooked to me. <laughs> Jim, it's awfully late. If you're going to tell the children their Christmas story, you'd better start. They'll be up until midnight as it is. Well, maybe they'd just as soon not hear the story this year. Oh, no, Daddy. Please. Betty? I'd like to hear it, Father. All right. But... If the tree isn't crooked, why are all the bells cockeyed? <laughs> oh, 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 sure. I want to hear the story, Dad. Go right ahead. How does the tree look? Great, Dad. Straight as a string. All right. Now that we're all agreed that ours is the most magnificent tree in Springfield... In the whole world, Daddy. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But as long as we all agree that it's a pretty nice tree... Let's sit down and I'll begin. Now, once upon a time, about a hundred years ago, there lived in the small Danish town of Odensa a man whose name, like ours, was Anderson. He was a tall man, thin and gaunt, not too pleasing to the eye. But he was a friendly man, gentle and kind, and his heart held so much love that the children of Denmark took him for their own. One cold, brisk day in December, the day before Christmas, as a matter of fact, this gentleman plodded down the main street of Odense. The cobble street was covered with snow, and aside from their jingling bells, the sleighs were soundless as they moved swiftly along their way. In the doorways of the snow-capped buildings, peddlers called their wares. Candles for the Christmas tree... Holly to deck a festive mantle with bright red berries and verdant leaves. Yule logs for a flaming fire. Mistletoe. Anything your fancy might desire. Mistletoe. A sprig of mistletoe for your door, my dear. Mistletoe. Mistletoe. Good afternoon, Fru Meisling, and how are you this lovely, clear day? Hello, Herr Anderson. How could I be? I grow old and weary, and my bones are full of aches and pains. Old? No one is old, Fru Meisling. As long as the heart is young and the spirit is gay, no one grows old. And what about the feet? <laughs> Look, Herr Anderson, holes in my shoes. How can your spirit be gay when you must stand in the snow with holes in your shoes? That is easily fixed. Herr Bremer has the skill of a genius. In one minute at his cobbler's bench, he can make your shoes like new. Herr Bremer, that thief! That scoundrel! Do you know, Herr Anderson, I have heard that Herr Bremer uses cardboard instead of leather. Cardboard, mind you. Froom, wisely, I'm surprised. 
You have been looking in the hobgoblin's mirror. Ah, Herr Anderson, you and your hobgoblins. Those are fairy tales for children, not old women. Fairy tales? You think that the stories I tell are not true? Frum Meisling, I am shocked. Ask any child in Denmark, and he will tell you I speak nothing but the truth. About hobgoblins? Well, perhaps I exaggerate a little. But in my stories, people do not gossip. People do not spread rumors. No one says that Herr Bremer's leather is mostly cardboard, unless they have looked in the hobgoblin's mirror. But Herr Anderson, I have been told, how else does Herr Bremer grow rich? He works hard. He is frugal. And he has a good heart. The one who told me she has a good heart, too. Then it was she who looked in the hobgoblin's mirror. Fru Meisling, this was an evil goblin, one of the very worst. For he was the demon himself. One day he was in a wonderful humor. For he had fashioned a mirror, a very peculiar mirror, which would appeal only to a goblin of this very low order. You see, anything good or beautiful that was reflected in this mirror immediately shrank to almost nothing. But anything evil or ugly was instantly enlarged out of all proportion. That was very amusing, the demon thought. And then he had another idea, a truly evil idea. Whenever a good, kind thought passed through a person's mind, it was reflected in the mirror as a grin. And even the hobgoblins themselves had to chuckle at this artful invention. They scurried about with a mirror until there was not a country or a person in the whole world who had not appeared all twisted and misshapen in this demon's glass. And then, then, Froom Risley, it happened. The hobgoblins decided to take their mirror up to heaven, too. They wanted to mock the very angels themselves. So they flew higher and higher and higher into the sky, closer and closer to the realm of angels. And the higher they flew, the larger became the grin and the mirror. The thoughts of the angels, pure and kind as a thought can be, shook the mirror so that it plummeted to earth, where it was shattered into a hundred million pieces. And that was very sad for Meisling, for some of these fragments, no larger than a grain of dust, still float about the world. Each of them carries with it just a tiny bit of the hobgoblin's power. Each little piece makes one see evil where there is good, ugliness where there is beauty. Through Meisling, I think I see it now. In the corner of your eye, a tiny speck. Let me take it out. Yes, man here, take it out. Please take it out. All righty, that is the first portion of Father Knows Best. Uh, that stars Robert Young. As uh, the head of the family there, Lisa. Remember watching the TV series? I remember watching it in reruns. I sure do. On MeTV, I watch it. Yes, and I remember Robert Young. He was Robert the epitome Young. of a father. And then he was Marcus Welby, sure. MD, remember? I do, I do. And he do. used to do all those commercials for, I think it was um, Maxwell House. Yes, Coffee, it was Maxwell it? House. Yeah. All right. We remember him well. You know, he's a perfect spokesperson for he that. Was. He's very trustworthy. Yeah. Gained yeah. Uh, a lot of respect from everyone. Right. Absolutely. Um, absolutely, Carl. absolutely, absolutely. So this is Hollywood 360. This is what we do here, Lisa, and we play these classic radio shows. We also play clips from uh, movies that the man or woman of the week is in. And who is the man of the week? 
uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yes, born uh, like December eighteenth, nineteen sixty-three. Do you like him? Yeah, he's he's. he's, he's I'm, got a brother. I'm a little older than him. December eighteenth. Yeah, I'm August twentieth, nineteen sixty-three. So I'm a couple. I'm a couple months older than Brad, but that's okay. He has a very attractive wife, that Brad Pitt, doesn't he? Yes, he, he definitely does. does. All right, here's a movie that he was in with a bunch of other actors, 2001 Crime Thriller. Off the top of my head, I'd say you're looking at it. A Boski, a Jim Brown, uh, a Miss Daisy, two Jethro's, and Leon Spinks. Not to mention the biggest Ella Fitzgerald ever. Do you think you can get the money to back this? All right, so that is the movie. You know what movie it is? Give us a call. It was directed by Steven Soderbergh. 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 Right? Soderbergh. He's a very famous director. Yes, he is. I would be in a movie if he wanted me to. I bet. Yeah. I would he'd, I would pay him to allow me to join me him. He'd ask me, and I'd be like, yeah, I'll be in a movie that you direct. Sure. All right, if you know what movie this is, call us right now. Toll free. Phone lines are open. 855-360-H. 360-H is a 4. 855 855- 360 H360 win some fabulous prizes. We'll be right back. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. Welcome back to the show. I am Carl Amari, your host, Lisa Wolf, across the council here from me, my co-host. What's up, Lisa Wolf? Hey, Carl Amari. You're looking um, illuminating. Illuminating. Illuminating or illuminating? Illuminating. 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 You're eh. Illuminating. You're eh. Illuminating. Yeah. Illuminating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what Jimmy Fallon does. He goes, eh. Eh. Jimmy Fallon, he's so fun. I, I'm a fan Cracks of Jimmy Fallon. Up. He's great. When he does that, like he dresses like that little girl, he goes, eh. <laughs> that little girl like with the, with the braces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hysterical. Jimmy, if you want to have us on the show sometime, or if you'd we'll like to come on our there. show, yeah, you know, either way, let's let's have him on our show, and then we'll go on his show. We will reciprocate. Exactly, you we'll bet. Fly out to New York and do a show, right? I'm on my way. <laughs> he doesn't even have to pay us to do it. We'll no, my we'll bag go out is there. packed. I'm ready to go. We'll fly Southwest. You know, it's cheaper. It's cheap. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I only go first class, right. Carl. I know. Okay, <laughs> so here is a clip. Brad Pitt is in this movie, and uh, along with a bunch of other people. Off the top of my head, I'd say you're looking at it. A Boski, a Jim Brown, uh, a Miss Daisy, two Jethro's, and Leon Spinks. Not to mention the biggest Ella Fitzgerald ever. Do you think you can get the money to back this? 2001 crime thriller. Let's talk with Andy out in Bloomingdale. Andy, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys tonight? We're doing well, my friend. Uh, good to talk to you. And uh, what are you doing tonight? What's going on? Where are you going? Where are you headed? Are you in the car? I'm working tonight. I've got my Bluetooth on, so I'm driving. Okay. Be safe. All right. You're out there working. You are you know what? You're a hard worker. You're earning the money. you got to pay for the family. you got kids? Yes, I have four of them. Okay. So there you go. Here's a hard worker, Lisa. What do you do, Andy? <laughs> I, I uh, deliver gasoline to gas stations. Very oh. good, my man. All right. We need that gasoline. Yes, we do. We need you to feed your family. Lisa has four kids. I have three. We're here working hard, too. So we're all, you know, we're all working hard, right? That's what makes that's, America that's right. great. Right, Andy? That's right. All right. And my brother wants to send you some uh, prizes if you know what movie this is. It's Ocean's Eleven. It is Ocean's Eleven. And, Andy, I want you to be safe out there, buddy. Be careful. It's slick out there. Be uh, Drive safe. Wear your seatbelt, Okay. I will, and if I don't talk to you, have a happy, uh, have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. You too, buddy. Thanks so much. Bye, Merry Andy. Christmas, Andy. Take bye care. Bye. Take care. 
Andy's a hardworking guy, Lisa. He's out there supporting the family. Yep. I like that. Yep. Right? Yep, that's what we're doing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they pay us the big bucks. Oh, yeah, right? feeling the that. Huge dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're both laughing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So here's a little trivia. All oh, right. Sure. Yeah. I did I did my you work. You did your homework. I did a little work here. Um George Clooney in this movie. Yes. Who I am told I look uh exactly, exactly like exactly I know. like I know. Exactly. With he's your a, new haircut. He's even a more lucky so, he's a lucky guy. Did you get your haircut this week? I got all of them cut Looks like today. George My Clooney's sister Carlene here. cut it. I know. She's the best in the business. Carlene Amari. Um Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, Andy Garcia in this. The wig used by Rusty, you know, Brad Pitt was Rusty, in his disguise as a doctor was Mike Myers rehearsal wig for Austin Powers International yeah. Man of Mystery from 1997. That's funny. Isn't it? Yeah. See, they could save a little money that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get back now to Father Knows Best. <laughs> Prue Meisling, you are trembling. There's no need to be afraid. Oh, Herr Anderson, you and your stories, you make me forget. That is too bad. I wish only to make you remember. Herr Anderson, about her Bremer, I should not have spoken as I did. Will you forgive me? There, it's out, that evil piece of glass. You see, it's as easy as that. You are a very good man, Herr Anderson. Here, take this sprig of mistletoe. It will cost you nothing. I shall treasure it, through Meisling, to the end of my days. Ah, oh, go away before you charm the buttons off my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Fru Meisling. And a Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Herr Anderson, and God go with you. Mistletoe, a sprig of mistletoe for your door, my name. Well, mistletoe. I'll wager I cut a handsome figure with a sprig of mistletoe pinned to my coat. Very handsome indeed. I shall say to Jonas Collin, I need no advance, you skin flint of a publisher. See, who but a wealthy man could afford mistletoe for his coat? That's just what I'll say. Ah, yeah. Oh, well. Come in. The door's unlatched. Good afternoon, Jonas. Am I late? Yes, you're late. Then when are you ever on time? Well, a sprig of mistletoe. Such affluence. Oh, it is nothing. Nothing at all. Poor Fru Meisling. She gives away more than she sells. I... Uh, yes. Uh, she's a very good woman. Jonas... Sit down, my friend, please. We must have a very long talk. Then you've read my new story. Yes, I've read them. Tell me, what am I going to do with you? That isn't important. What are you going to do with my stories? What can I do with them? Nothing. Jonas, if only you could understand... Understand? Hans Christian Andersen, you drive a man beyond understanding. You write like an angel. Your words have wings, and you waste them. You throw them away on this drivel. Jonas, you're not being very kind. I'm being truthful. Hans, why do you do it? Why do you persist in this foolishness? Foolishness is a point of view, my friend. I am very happy with what I write. Good. Be happy and be poor. With your talent, with your imagination, you could write the great Danish novel. A play which would pour money into your pockets. I am happier as I am, writing the things I feel I must write. But why, Hans? Tell me, why? Must there always be a reason? All right. You shall have a reason. I am in love with all the people of all the world. And I have a message for them. A message which I can best plant in the spring. 
when the earth is green and the world is very young. It is a simple message, Jonas, of love and faith. And it takes root swiftly in the hearts of children. That is why I write for them. That is my life. That I shall continue to do. Now you have your reason. Hans, you are a fool. I know. Do I get my advance? All right. But only because I am a fool, too. <laughs> Good. Then the world is not lost. If there is a rich fool for every poor fool, all will come out right in the end. <laughs> Goodbye, Jonas, and uh, thank you for your advice. And the advance. Oh, particularly the advance. A Merry Christmas to you, Jonas. Uh, perhaps if you were to smile just once, Prue Meisling might give you a sprig of mistletoe. Merry Christmas, Hans. God go with you. Oh, my poor friend. My poor foolish friend. He thinks of nothing but good for humanity. And life gives him so little in return. His heart is so full of kindness and love. And on Christmas Eve, he is the loneliest man in all the world. Yes, Kathy. Jonas Cowan said he couldn't put Mr. Anderson's stories in a book. But they are in a book. I have it. I know, Kathy. You see, he didn't really mean it. He published the stories all the time. And he sold them in every country in the world. But if the man said he wouldn't... Kathy, stop asking so many questions and let Father finish. Gee whiz. <laughs> Go ahead, dear. All right. Well... After Hans Christian Andersen left the home of his publisher, he walked slowly through the streets of Odense. He walked for hours, looking at the bright candles burning in all the windows, at the holly wreaths hanging on every door. People nodded to him as he strolled by, smiled at him and wished him a Merry Christmas. And then, after he passed, they shook their heads sadly and sighed because of his loneliness. You see, they too thought of him as a lonely man, childless and desolate. And when he reached a narrow, crooked street on the edge of the city and climbed the long staircase that led to his room, it began to seem as if perhaps the people of Odense were right. It was a very simple room, bare as a room can be. There were no rugs on the floor, no pictures on the wall, but strangely... He didn't seem to mind. A tiny fir tree stood green and shimmering in a corner, and a comfortable fire burned warm and bright in the fireplace. Hans Christian hummed a cheerful song as he bustled about the room. And then, moving slowly down the narrow street, he heard the carolers come. Stars go by, yet in thy dark. 
dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we Start our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us. Wonderful. That was wonderful, my friends. A Merry Christmas, Hans Christian. And a Merry Christmas to you, to all of you. May God's blessings be on you to the end of your days, bring you great joy and happiness. Thank you, Hans Christian, and God go with you. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and How can they say I am a lonely man? What man can be lonely with friends such as these? What man can be sad on a night such as this? On every side, goodwill and peace. In every heart, love and kindness. No. If ever I am sad, it is not on the eve of Christmas Day. Ah, finally they are here. Come in. Come in, my children. My children. Oh, my children have come home to see their father. And look at you. What wonderful, wonderful children you are. How you've grown. We've missed you, Father Hans. And I've missed you, Goethe. I've missed you all. My little tin soldier. I'm a big tin soldier, Father Hans. You will always be my little tin soldier. And the nightingale. Karen with the little red shoes. Hello, Father Hans. And the Snow Queen. How are you, Father Hans? Look at him. How my ugly duckling has grown. <laughs> Father Hans. Big claws and little claws. Thumbeline. The shepherdess and the chimney sweep. All of my children are here. All of them. I am the happiest father in all of Denmark. Father Hans. From all of their storybooks they have come. From nursery shelves all over the world. Father Hans. What a merry Christmas this shall be. What a merry Christmas indeed. Father Hans. Tin soldier, why must you always interrupt? I have a question, Father Hans. A very serious question I must ask. So soon, tin soldier? I thought first my children would tell me of their adventures, of the things they have accomplished. It has been a long time, you know. Oh, all right. But we must have discipline, Father Hans. They shall speak, but I shall be in command. 
First, Karen of the Red Shoes. Report to Father Hans. Well, I brought warmth to the children of the world, Father Hans. Good. I taught them the folly of greed and the comfort of repentance. I spread the gospel of love and the wisdom of faith. You did well, my child. You did very well. Be quiet, Dr. Wayne. It is not your turn. Gerda, you are next. Report. Well, I walked with children in their dreams and brought them happiness. I taught them the beauty of devotion and the wisdom of perseverance. Perseverance. That's what I did. You did wonderfully, my daughter. Wonderfully well. Duckling, be quiet. It is still not your turn. Snow Queen, you may report, but be brief. I kissed a thousand lips, Father Hans, and turned a thousand hearts into lumps of ice. And Father Hans, I'm tired of being cruel and heartless. Why can't I be kind like the others? Because, my Snow Queen, you are vanity. You teach your own lesson. You do good in your own way. That is your fate. Duckling, for the last time I tell Wait, wait. Let him speak, Tin Soldier. He's so eager. Speak, my little duckling. I see. Well, you did very well. Very well indeed. I am proud of you. And now, Tin Soldier. Father Hans, I have a complaint. Why do I have to have only one leg? It is very inconvenient. Hmm. If I can spend all of my days in endless dancing, certainly you can stand around on one leg. Stand around? I fight a thousand battles every day. I am the most valiant soldier of them all. Valiant? Pooh. Being gobbled up by a fish? I suppose you call that valiant. Children, please. Please, we must not quarrel. Soon it will be midnight. You must return to your homes. But first, I must give you your Christmas gift. The most wonderful gift I can bestow. I give you all a new little sister. The Match Girl. Welcome, little sister. Well, the Match Girl. Father Hans. Yes, Goethe. Why doesn't she say something? Can't she talk? No, Gerda, I fear not. But she carries with her a wonderful gift for the world. Three matches which can bring wisdom and comfort to all mankind. She strikes her first match, so. And to the eyes of man are revealed all the beauties of the earth. The whisper of wind in a leafy tree. A soft crown of light on an angry cloud. Birds soaring through a clear blue sky. The surf as it pounds on a winding shore. All of these and many more our match girl brings to the world. She strikes her second match. And in its light we find truth. Here is the wisdom of man and his conscience. Here is the hope of man and his sorrow. Here is the power of man. To build a world of righteousness and justice. Here is peace for all mankind. If man will but accept it. Then the third match. The most important match of all. For it brings love. 
Look carefully, my children, and see what it reveals. Love of a man for a woman, of a woman for a man. Love of a parent for a child. And the love which is taught to us by God, who is our Father. The love of man for one another. Look again and see how in this love there is no prejudice. How it holds no restrictive covenants of color or creed. See how it glows in the hearts of men, worshiping in the church of their faith, whichever it may be, standing as equals in the sight of God. These are the lessons our match girl would teach. Now it is midnight, my children. It is Christmas Day and there's work to be done. Now go back to your storybooks, to your countless shelves throughout the world. Teach the children of the world as I have taught you. Teach them beauty. Teach them truth. And teach them that which alone will bring them into the sight of God. Teach them love. Twelve o'clock? I didn't know it was that late. Well... Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas Father. Father. Ah, now, kids, up to bed. Dad. Yes, bud? The tree looks fine. Well, of course. I knew that all the time. Good night, Father, and thank you. You're welcome, Betty. Daddy, hmm? the duck was cute. <laughs> I think you're cute, too. Good night. Good night, Kathy, dear. Jim. Yes, Margaret? It's a wonderful story. Beautiful story. It makes me want to cry. Oh, I have a better idea. I'll take my first Christmas present. A kiss. Merry Christmas, Jim. Merry Christmas, my love. To you, to me, to every family in every country, in all the world. A very merry Christmas. And may God bless us all. To Father Anderson's Christmas wish, the makers of post-wheat meal would like to add their greeting. In this holiday season, may Christmas bring the most in happiness to you and yours. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James. Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson, with Roy Bargey and the Maxwell House Orchestra, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. So until next Thursday night, for myself and for the makers of Maxwell House Coffee, let me wish you again a very merry, merry Christmas indeed and the happiest of holiday seasons. Hear Jack Webb and Dragnet later at Screen Directors on NBC. There you have it. Father Knows Best, December 21st, 1950, a Christmas program with Robert Young, sponsored by Maxwell House Coffee, as heard on NBC. Let's take a break. Then it's more here on the Hollywood 360 Radio Network. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360, brought to you by Reader's Digest. Well, Lisa, in our next hour, it's Nick Carter, a master detective, a good detective adventure, a Christmas story from 1943. But before that, 
Brad Pitt is the man. We're going to be playing Beat the Host. What music is this from? That's uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's oh. the Assassins. Oh, that was the uh, movie. The Assassins that's, Tango. That was the movie that started it all between exactly. him and uh, Angelina Jolie. Exactly. All right. So call us if you want to play Beat the Host. We have fabulous prizes for you. Christmas is around the corner, so we'll probably send some really nice stuff. That'd be nice. Well, it'd so, be nice stuff if it was or it wasn't Christmas. Yeah, call and play Beat the Host. We need a couple of players. Phone lines are open right now. You can get through. 855-360-H360. The H is a four. Call right now. Play Beat the Host. 855-360-H360. We'll be right back.